The Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. Are you wondering where the spark went in your sex life? Well, you can ignite it again. Join the Academy, connect with us, connect with other people in the community, and experience results. You can find passion and connection in your marriage again, and you can try it free for 30 days. Go to simplemarriage.net forward slash SMR Academy. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Sorry, I got to let the music just run for a little bit just because it's such good intro music. This is Dr. Corey Allen. Uh, where we are having honest, straightforward conversations because we really do believe that married sex is the hotbed for sex. And so this being um, just the, the world we live in, where there's just the information out there is too much anything goes, I am pleased to be joined on uh, this episode of Sexy Marriage Radio by a colleague that I was just introduced to, as in like... 10 minutes ago is when we first met face to face for this show. Nancy Houston's going to be joining me in just a minute uh, where we're going to talk, um, dive into some things that are just some pretty important comments and topics that have come in through the inbox. And the way we know what uh, the listeners are looking for is uh, two different ways. One, you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, 214-702-9565, or the inbox, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, where... That gives us all kinds of comments, questions, thoughts, and the one that has come up, um, I was telling Nancy this as we were getting ready for the show, um, that is on menopause, uh, because even in the, just in the last year and a half, there's 28 emails that have come in with that word somewhere within it, and so Nancy Houston is a licensed professional counselor. She lives in South Lake, which is near McKinney, where I live, so we're just 20 minutes apart from each other, 30 minutes apart from each other. But she's a licensed professional counselor and a certified sex therapist. She's also the author of a brand new book, Love and Sex, The Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. So Nancy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Corey. It's great to be here with you. Yes, it is. And uh, so since we're just getting to know each other, I would love um, tell introduce yourself to the audience, I guess, for a little bit, just so that way they have an idea. To, I mean, they know who I am. So I want to make sure they know who you are because you're worth knowing. Okay. Well, thank you. It's so great to meet you, Corey. I'm so glad to be here with you. Um, I have been married for almost 44 years, married my high school sweetheart right out of high school. Um, We have four adult sons who are all married. We have eight grandbabies. Congratulations. Oh, life has been good to us. Um. You know, I grew up in a home where my dad had, um, he was a World War II vet and he had PTSD and, and he also had had a head injury riding bulls in the rodeo before he, <laughs> okay. yes, people called him wild bill. He was kind of a wild man mm-hmm. and, um, and he drank a lot and partied a lot. And so I just grew up with, with quite a bit of trauma actually. And so worked through that in my thirties, not that I, I consider that more of a journey, not like. You know, I'm right. like, okay, that's all done going in that oh, box. Absolutely. 
you know, um, and part of that, I had to work through some sexual, sexual trauma as well. Okay. And when I was working through that, I kept thinking, God, I wish there was like more of a pathway for people where we could have more conversations about this, where I know I felt sort of alone and like, Oh, I'm weird. I'm the only one. And, um, you know, which just isn't true. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the statistics for females are, are, are really astronomical. And I, I think for males, I just don't think it gets reported. Right. And so I wrote this book called Love and Sex to really give people a guide. How do we work through our stuff okay. that keeps us from having a great sex life? And how do we become healthy and whole? And and so this book is, it truly is just a guide. And whether somebody's struggling with some sexual trauma like I had, um, you know, maybe sexual harassment or um you know, even feel guilty for playing, playing doctor when they're kids or <laughs> right. they're struggling with porn or, you know, whatever the issue is, um, you know, some couples really get into swinging. I mean, there's all kinds of sexual things that happen mm-hmm. to people. Absolutely. And so in this book, I just address it through stories. Really, I, I use stories. I have characters and just um, wanted to make it safe for people to go, oh, me too. Yep. Oh, I yep. I with that you know well and i mean what what you're describing is probably the best path forward for a lot of married couples is the idea of how do we find good information that that truly does help without uh singling out or even jumping to labels or the magic bullet even though i think every single one of us wants the magic bullet right if I've, i've jokingly said if i could figure out the key to fantastic sex or even just successful marriages, I would own, I would be the world's first trillionaire. Yes. Because, because everybody (laughs) wants that. Um, and, but it doesn't exist as far as here is the path. And what's interesting to me with this conversation that you and I can have is, okay, so tell me if I'm wrong in what your experience has been with the clients and then even the 44 years of, of married life and then being a guide to your kids and your, your sons in their married life to a degree, I'm sure. Cause any, any kid raised by therapists, you know, come on. That's, yeah. it's, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> dinner table conversations typically. Know, right? <laughs> so, so it, it seems to me as soon as we get a stage figured out in life, a new one starts. Oh, right. Statistically, they say 60% of couples are having a sexual issue right this moment. Yep. And so it's kind of like, yeah, if you aren't in there, yay for you, but you probably will be. Yep. You, you know? will. You will be soon. Yep. You will be. And, you know, I think our sexuality just presents some challenges for us, but if we will have the courage to work through them, then we always end up in a deeper, richer, better place. True. And so, and and that's, yeah, and that's, and I think that's kind of where I want to start with you, just because the idea of when menopause hits for, for a wife, um, typically, you know, they may still want sex to occur. Their husband probably still wants sex to occur. I'm going based on the emails I've read. Um, and it is one of those that from, if you look at the, the chronological lens of this, they typically, right before menopause hits, is when they've kind of hit their sweet spot of 
a vibrancy, if you will, of, of a woman kind of her sexuality waking up in her 40s is kind of what the trends show or state. And some of that is societal, you know, shock value stuff, <laughs> but, but some of it's some truth. But so as soon as you got it, like, man, this is really, really good. And now all of a sudden menopause comes in, or you could have a hysterectomy because of some medical issues. And that's, that's going to create menopausal symptoms. Um, so what are some of the other things that are part of this? Cause this fits into what you're phrasing this of 60% are in a difficulty, but the others aren't way well done, but you probably will. Cause every woman is going to face this. Every marriage is going to face this. Yes. So yes. what are some other factors? Cause I don't want to just land completely on menopause. What are some other things that kind of come along as you go along as a woman in married life? Well, I think if, if we are going to focus on menopause for just a few moments, I, I, think it's a bigger deal than we know it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Just as I like when I went through menopause, it was a really hard time. I was diagnosed with lupus about the same time. Okay. And one of the things a pharmacist thankfully said to me is that Stanford has done huge research on the role of hormones in autoimmune disease and so he goes, Nancy, go get your hormones checked because it will help with the menopause symptoms. It'll help with the lupus. It'll okay. help with everything you're experiencing. And, you know, I have a really good friend who actually was working for me and she kept saying to me, well, Nancy, my, my doctor's saying I don't have any hormones. And I'm like, well, girlfriend, you got to do something about that because you're <laughs> menopause. And like, she just loves to work out. And she's like, I'm just going to, I'm like, Kathy, working out more isn't going to help this. <laughs> you can't function without hormones. Right. And, you know, man, you know, our hormones start decreasing as we age, but boom, you hit menopause and like things hormonally fizzle pretty quickly. Okay. And that makes such a difference to your health because basically our brain is made up of hormones and fat and water. And if we don't have hormones and our brain's not going to work, we get forgetful, we get foggy, we get moody, we get depressed, we get anxious. You know, you start having like vaginal dryness, the walls of the vagina start thinning. I mean, all these things that don't make sex fun. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and really can create some tension in marriage. And, you know, I know that men don't go through as radical as a change as women do, but I still think there's menopause. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there is. Right. And if his testosterone levels have dived, he's going to get moody. He's going to lose interest in life. He might get depressed, kind of cranky. And, and so, I'm just a huge proponent and find a great doctor, get your hormones tested. Okay. I'm also a huge fan of the bioidentical, but you know, I've heard for some folks that bioidentical are fabulous and for some synthetic work better for them. Okay. Um, you know, I, I like the, the bioidentical because they match your body and you don't have some of the side effects that maybe you do with the synthetic. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I completely recovered from lupus. I'm lupus free. And, and I think awesome. part of 
Yeah. I think part of it is because I got my hormones squared away. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. It's, it's almost like the baseline for what it, the operating system it really of is. life. And so just for clarification, I want, just so my audience is, is up to date, bioidentical and synthetic. I, explain those two just briefly. So people that are driving along going, I have no idea what she just said there. Right. <laughs> so, you know, nowadays we have bioidentical pellets, which can just be inserted under the skin and then they um, are released over time. Right. So you just have this nice steady flow and you know, that personally is not my favorite. Now I'm not a doctor and I'm not anybody's doctor. Well, this has just so been they, your journey. Yes. Yep. So they kind of, you know, we all kind of have to figure out our own journey, but um, I would just encourage anybody to, who's getting close to menopause or you're having some PMS or for men, you're just like, you're not yourself. You're losing your drive. You're losing interest in sex. You're losing interest, maybe even in your work. Mm -hmm. You know, you just kind of feel blah. Mm -hmm. Just go get those tested and synthetic bioidentical match your body and they aren't made from synthetic products they are made from natural products that match okay. what you naturally make and synthetic are, are more, you know, art, artificial, but again, for some folks, those work for them. Absolutely. So, so, find so what works for you right. So, so truly it's, <laughs> it's finding a trusted guide to help you navigate and find here's my alternatives we could test this out we could check this out we can explore this more and have somebody that at least is walking alongside this with you that's what you that's yeah, a medical like professional and i mentioned she um you know her doctor kind of forced her like we have to get you on hormones in the meantime she'd been put on a lot of antidepressants and medications but once her her hormones stabilized and she's able to really cut way back on the medication she'll probably be off of them in a short amount of time and it's like she's gotten herself back. Right, right. You know, so I can't overemphasize the importance of hormones. They are huge in our lives. And we just need to pay better attention to them. Even like for mommies, maybe you're having some postpartum depression. And, you know, I, I would encourage women have those hormones checked and know that they're a big deal. Okay. And actually, my gynecologist said, you know, Nancy, most women who, who live through menopause will live a long life. Um, but menopause, like for me, I, I was diagnosed with lupus during that time. My mother actually died during menopause. My, my mother-in-law had a heart attack during menopause. And I'm like, you know, we treat it kind of casually. Yeah. I think historically it used to be easier for females to go through menopause, but you know, we have a lot of hormones and our foods and plastics um you know we're just exposed to so much more i think it's a little harder on our bodies now than it used to be and so if you're struggling yeah find a guy yeah. i like that Corey. that's a good term find a guy yeah that because that adds that adds a question to me of how does our diet play into this because oh. you're, you're alluding to i mean we don't know we're just now finding the ben the the repercussions of you know, mass produced food it, that it, it, they're more and more is being discovered all the time. And it's not, this is not vegan radio or all organic radio, obviously. So we're not going to go way down that path, but specifically speaking, uh, I know our nutrition plays a role in the seasons that we do in life. Oh, it's so big, Corey. And 
you know, if you aren't feeling great, the tendency is um, to eat more comfort food, to stop exercising, all the things that are kind of the opposite of what we need to do. Yep. Um, you know, it, exercise is so important and adjusting our diets as we age, you know, when we're young, we can kind of eat whatever mm -hmm. and our body's like fine with it. Yep. But as we age, our body starts getting way more finicky and like we feel sick if we eat sugar or, or even some people dairy products. Like for me, when I had lupus, I went all grain-free, dairy-free, uh, sugar-free, okay. <laughs> all organic and lots of supplements, okay. you know? So I'd encourage everybody like be on a good vitamin D, be on a good vitamin C, a multivitamin, okay. you know, feed your body, uh, yeah, right? Yes. Ha you know, that's the, the operating system has to be tended to all the way through. So I want to pivot to, cause this is good information in regards to how do I, what do I need to do individually? You know, so I need, I need to find a good guide that's a medical professional that can, that's aware of what are my resources? What's the things I can do? So now I want to, I want to shift to relational because, yeah. you know, menopause is not done in a vacuum. No. <laughs> so, so going through it impacts a marriage. So what have you seen uh, in your own journey, if you're willing to go there, but also in your clients and the, and the people you've walked alongside? What are the what are the things to be aware of, and then what are the things that will help as as you go through? Yeah, so um, you know that was a hard season for my husband and I. We were like launching our four kids, um, adjusting to almost an empty nest, and we really had to redefine our marriage at that point, Corey. Mm -hmm. And my husband, honestly. We probably, we eventually did get some help. Like when I was in the middle of lupus and menopause, I'm like, hey, we need to go see like a marriage therapist right now because we are struggling. And, um, you know, my husband was angry that in many ways he had lost the wife he knew because sure. I had to close down my private practice. I had to, you know, and it took me a couple of years to get back on my feet again. And I wish I would have had somebody earlier saying, hey, Nance, let's let's look at this. Let's look at your hormones. Let's look at all these things a little more ahead of time than instead of me getting to crisis. Yep. And, you know, oftentimes when men are depressed, um, you know, they don't really say, hey, I'm really sad that you're struggling. I'm really sad that I feel like I've lost the wife I've known. I'm really sad that we've lost your income. I'm really... It, it's like for, for men, it, it oftentimes comes out as anger. Yep. And so, and you know, for me, I'm like, why are you being such a jerk? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need you to be soft and nurturing right now because I'm struggling. And instead you seem angry and difficult. Yep. And so, you know, it was so great when we went and talked to a third party because he's like, Ron, I think actually you're pretty depressed about all this and it's coming out as anger and that doesn't help Nancy and makes you a little bit scary and, you know, hurts her feelings. Mm -hmm. And so, so good. We got some help. And, you know, honestly, like probably three years after I fully recovered, Ron went through his own health struggle and he had quadruple heart bypass surgery, which okay. looking at him, you never know. He looks super fit and athletic. Right. 
and was having thyroid issues and also his testosterone levels were in the pits. So we kind of went through like four or five years where it was just hard. Yep. And we just have to sit down and go, wow, this is really hard. Like this is a hard season because mm-hmm. up until that point, marriage had been like, you know, most of 90% of the time we really enjoyed being married to each other, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> and then we're in this season where it's like, oh, yep. this is, this is hard. This is awful. How are we going to get through it? But, you know, God's faithful and we got help and that's good. And I, th- I think just the idea of acknowledging the, the situation is a huge step because how yeah. often do we as humans, yeah, we have a level of awareness that we're in the midst of struggle. We know, I mean, we're not clueless right. to the, the, the struggle and the pain and the frustration and the anger that we feel, but how often do we have an objective awareness on a deeper level to say, hold on, here's, this is a tough spot. We are in a, a, a tough, a, a tough situation right now. You've got your journey. I've got mine. They overlap and that's not always good. We don't help each other in this regard. And this is where I have the phrase that I've used with a lot of clients that it, human beings are the only species on the planet that when we, when we feel lost, we actually speed up. Yeah. And all the other species, because they're typically lower down the predatorial prey scale, you know, so they have life that they got to be aware of their surroundings a whole lot more because, you know, a little deer wandering into a predator's territory, they got no shot. But they will stop and get their bearing when they're lost before they proceed. And we don't do that a whole lot, for sure, even, you know, relationally of... We just got a lot of crisis, and so therefore I just blame, and I just, you know, try to avoid or erupt or encourage in the sense of you need to get yourself fixed, honey, because it's not my problem; it's your, you know. And rather than realizing it, like you're saying, of just being aware of, we're in a tough spot. That's a huge shift. Yeah, and yeah it really is. It allows you to pump the brakes, slow down. Stop hunting the bad guy. Yep. You know, it was just a hard season for us. It wasn't anybody's fault. It just was right. what it was. Right. And, you know, to stop hunting the bad guy and like, if you do this, I wouldn't do this. And yep. that just gets us nowhere because, you know, there's no bad guy here. We're just two married people trying to figure this out. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that really helped us and realize like we're stuck. And when we're stuck, you you just have to find a guide. You've got to find, okay, what are our options here? What can we do to both feel better, deal with this better, grieve our losses, face the negative realities, you know, yep. and, and work on our attachment. Because, you know, I think another thing for us is we've been really busy raising four sons mm-hmm getting them all through college and you know i i was getting my master's degree while we had three sons in college if you can imagine that so uh, not much going on then yeah right you know and, <laughs> and so we needed to kind of push the pause button in a lot of ways and like who are we as just husband and wife yep. as man and woman and and who do we want to be going forward 
you know, without children and, our, and, you know, having these busy lives filled with children and their activities, how do we want to redefine you and I? Yep. And uh, so, you know, it was really, I'm grateful for that season. It was, it was hellish, but it was awesome too. Yep. We did a lot of hard work and yep. it was worth it. Well, that's where we get that hindsight of being able to see it of like, I see what this has produced and that's where the the more more and more encouragement I hope people would hear is even when I'm in the midst of this kind of turmoil and burden and crisis, it can produce something to where you actually look back and go, wow, I would not have learned this any other way to this degree for sure had I not gone through this because it, it does reveal. I mean, that's the crucible, if you will, yeah. of, of life. So I love, I want to, I want to land on your idea of we had to kind of redefine who we were, because I think that also lends itself to, we need to have a conversation of how do you redefine your sex life in this time too, right? Because it's, it's not going to be what it was necessarily. There might be semblances and markers, but it seems like this is a time if, I mean, if you're talking about a woman experiences vaginal dryness. Um, well, let's even back up before that libido can be totally gone. His could be totally gone. And, you know, there's a billion dollar industry out there for, for the men, you know, on take the blue pill or take this one, or, you know, you, you wind up sitting in bathtubs next to each other at the sunset, which uh, don't understand, don't understand that, but but be in the same bathtub. Come on. It's a whole lot more fun. Um, anyway, um, but it's just that, so you got libido could be gone. Vaginal dryness can happen. Even the thinning of the vaginal walls can happen. So you, so now you're talking about, we do need to redefine our sex life. Yeah. So what would be some tips, some, you know, get, let's get, let's give some language to people that can help steer conversations that, that then can be applied as they need to. You know, Corey, I think when, couples come to this point, it can present so many challenges. This is where many couples just say, it's too much work. Let's give up on it. Okay. And I think that's one thing that Ron and I were like, no, we're not willing to do that. We're going to keep our sex life on the front burner. And I know one, I know several times when I was in the middle of lupus and you have a lot of pain Yeah. and uh, yeah, it's very, it's very painful. And I would, say to my husband I'm like well do you want to make love to me and he's like no you're in too much pain I'm like well but you know the basic parts still work honey so (laughs) you know I would still invite him like let's let's still make love let's not let this part of ourselves die and um let's do whatever we need to do to keep sex on the front burner of our marriage for the rest of our lives you know, and so let's get, be fun and creative. And, you know, thankfully I did get the bioidentical pellets pretty quickly and which helps with the lubrication, the sex drive, the d- desire. And then he ended up getting the bioidentical pellets as well. Okay. And yeah, after he had his heart surgery and he was just like, I just don't feel good. I don't feel right. So we kept like, okay, well, let's find a new doctor. Let's find somebody who will help with the whole picture. And we found this amazing doctor and he got Ron's thyroid squared away. He got his testosterone up to healthy levels. And, you know, we're 62 and I'm like, 
we have such a great sex life. It's fantastic. And, you know, we just marvel at, oh my gosh, we thought we had a great sex life at 20, but we feel like it just keeps getting better and better and richer and richer. And we're yep. like, who knew this yep. was possible? Well, I mean, there's a correlation to good sex and age. There yeah. just is because we get more comfortable with ourselves. Yeah, more importantly, do. but I do like your, your, your framework of, I've got to make this a priority. I've got to see the importance of it, not just relationally, but also for myself. Sometimes one's going to carry more weight than the other. You know, the relationship will carry my drive versus, no, I want this for me. But I also love the idea of taking your care serious enough to where one doctor does not have all of the answers. No. That sometimes if I'm not getting the answer I want or that is in line with what I'm believing or have heard or whatever, then seek out additional help because take oh. it serious in that yeah. regard. And I find so many couples that don't. They are like, well, they said that and I guess we're just stuck with this. And no, you're yeah, not. True, Corey. Like Ron's cardiologist, we we brought it up with his cardiologist, and he just kind of I don't know. I think he gave us a Woody Allen line or something, and it's like I'm a sex therapist. I'm like seriously, right? And I'm like Ron, we got to find somebody who will help you. And we found this great doctor, and Ron was like, Nancy, it's so expensive. I'm like, who cares if you don't have your health? Yep. Nothing else really matters. This is investing in self. And that's the one thing that, I mean, that's being a professional in the therapeutic world. You got, you probably have the same bent I do of if people will invest in enrichment, it's far cheaper than the crisis <laughs> and dealing with it later. So it's seeing that dynamic of, okay, I need to seek out the help. I need to use the resources that are available to me. And then I would even say, tell me if I'm off on the a wrong tangent with this, but even for a time while you're figuring these things out, just because vaginal dryness is there, well, there's lubrications that are involved yeah. and you can go natural to synthetic across That's the board, right. whatever works in your own comfort uh, yeah. that would help. But then there's also sex does not just mean intercourse. No. Absolutely. You can have a ton of fun together and be very sexual with each other without having intercourse. Okay. You know, and, and like you said, Corey, I think as you age, you get more comfortable with your body. You, you learn how to keep strengthening that attachment and that bond through, you know, intimate conversation, sharing deeper emotions. Yep. Um, and, and that just creates a safety. And then you know, for me, I have this belief um, that God made sex for women too. Oh, yeah, amen. <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, heck no, I, this is good for me. I'm not, I'm not giving up on this. And orgasms are great for a couple to have because they release all these feel good hormones that just strengthen your bond and your attachment. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're basically attachment hormones that you release when right. you have sex together, right. when you go to skin to skin. And, and it's like, you know, have you ever seen that older couple in a restaurant where they sit there and they eat together, but they don't talk? Yep. And I, I used to say to my husband, I never want to be that couple. Like, I want us to stay, stay vibrant together. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is keeping sex Alive and good and vibrant. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about sex and marriage and the way I believe and you believe it's designed in that 
it's the secret language and and bond that is only shared between two people. And so you can be in any kind of situation and you can get those looks at each other and you know what, oh, I, okay, I remember. Or it's that whole, yeah, last night was really good. And you know exactly what was going on and no one else does. And that's the cool uh, sacredness of this journey that when we see the value of it and the importance of it, even knowing seasons are going to change in life, right? Things are going to shift and evolve, but that's all right. I'm not, I'm not alone in this. I've, I've got a partner that's along board with me, you know, it's on board with me. She's, she or he's inv- available and hopefully we can be allies in this thing. Yeah, that, and, that's so true, Corey. It's, Keeping this all alive doesn't happen automatically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yep. It, it sometimes includes a lot of tears. Yep. Um, but just this perseverance that we are not going to let our sex life die and we're not going to let our connection die and we're going to move towards each other and we're going to partner together and figure this out no matter what it takes. Yep. And that, that's what makes it valuable because we've worked for it. We've earned it. And then we get so much more benefit from it. All right. Well, Nancy, uh, thank you. So tell everybody, how, how do they find you? How do they get a copy of this book? Yeah. So um, here's a pic, here, here's what the book looks like. <laughs> red cover and um again it's called love and sex and you can get it at amazon or barnes and noble okay and um yeah i i hope that this book will truly be a guide to help people work through their bumps and lumps you know absolutely (laughs) and then get to a really sweet spot sexually and at least start fighting for it like yes don't, don't give up on it. Yep. It's worth working through. And you know, Corey, the thing is, we all want to avoid, don't we? <laughs> yes. But this book will encourage people to like, no, you know what? It's okay to face stuff and there's a way through it. Good. And I don't have to be stuck, but there's hope for me and there's hope for my marriage. And there's there's just a lot of hope. And, and the beautiful thing is that it's told through stories. Yeah. And, and the one thing that humans uh, were drawn to is the idea that if someone else has gone through it, hey, you know what? Maybe I can do it too. So thank you for being vulnerable with this. And thank you for sharing your knowledge with the, the Sexy Marriage Nation. Oh, uh, my pleasure. I, I do appreciate this. So uh, if we've left something undone or we need to go further, please feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. That's how you can let us know. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.